I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Already Friends podcast. I'm Allison. This is Kara. And we are in a little bit of a giggly, tired, weird mood this morning. (laughs) So bear with us as we get our bearings because I just had the store's one-year celebration this weekend and Kara just got back from the most insane month of traveling. So we're just like struggling a little bit. Yeah, we're struggling. (laughs) I lost my voice. So if I sound a little horrible this episode, cut me some slack please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the already friends story, but we do our peak of the week segment and we wanted to include you guys on it too, because we thought it would be fun to read your guys' peaks of the week because I don't know, get you guys involved in the process. Yeah. <laughs> so I hype you guys up. Sometimes you go through life and you have all these amazing accomplishments and you don't have anyone to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate with you guys. Yeah, there you go. Kara said that way better than I did. <laughs> um, do we want to read their peaks of the week first or ours? Um, what do you do ours first and then we'll share your guys's cool love it take it away okay so (laughs) my peak of the week obviously was my trip to new york after morocco i popped over to new york for a long weekend memorial day weekend (laughs) just popped over um and that is why i lost my voice because my body hates me for extending a three-week trip into a (laughs) month-long trip 
It said, why did you do that? But no, I had the best time. I stayed with my friend Caroline. We went shopping. We went out to brunch. We did... Actually, it was pretty chill. Like, we didn't make any plans. And she was like, oh my God, am I a bad host? I didn't make any plans for you. And I was like, no. I honestly just like, when you live somewhere, you just want to go back and just do it chill. Like, see all your favorite restaurants, see your friends. So it was a great weekend. Yeah, and you had just gotten off a trip with like a full itinerary, so <laughs> yeah. I think having every a single day leisure. was planned. <laughs> like sunrise to sunset. Yeah, you're so right. I just wanted to chill, and it was perfect. We went to Katz's. Uh, it's like that famous deli in the Lower East Side. Did you ever been there? No. Never yeah, it's it. like, I don't, I don't even know why it's famous. Honestly, it's like these famous, um, what was the thing we got? Oh my God. Not you mean like a sandwich shop? Ew, yeah, it was dude. like a sandwich. That's nasty. But, oh, so, wait, pastrami. <laughs> pastrami. It's yeah, super Jewish. It's really good. 10 out of 10. It's like one of the oldest delis in New York. So good. Well, love I love that. you. Yeah. <laughs> no, was, what was your oh, peak of the week? Enough about me. <laughs> no, no. My peak of the week was just that the store turned one. I feel like everything really came together. If you guys listened to the new wave episode, I think what was that? 18 or something. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing for the one year birthday in two weeks, but I'm sure I'll figure it out. And I, when I was saying that, I was like, I have literally no idea what I'm doing, but it ended up all really coming together. I think the theme was like this soft pink kind of dreamy rainbow vibe. And I made like some custom tie dye t-shirts, like all these really cute cakes and desserts. And when I unlocked the door on Saturday, there was literally a line of people out the door. People were bringing like plants and gifts and flowers. I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. Like literally no need to ever celebrate my personal birthday ever again. Like I'm 26. I don't even care about turning older at this point. Like solely (laughs) going to be celebrating New Wave's birthday as my own from here on out because it was so much fun. And then afterwards, I guess, yeah, I should probably clarify this on the podcast too, because I did put it on my Instagram story, but I had my first drink in 50 days and it worked out that it was exactly day 50, seven weeks. And we were like, okay, lucky number seven. Like if there's going to be a day that I like cheat a little bit, I think now is the time. So we went to pitch, which is mine, Clay and Jordan's favorite restaurant in Omaha. Jordan does the owner's hair. Clay used to work there forever. It's just like, we feel so at home there. We know all the staff, like we walk in and they're like, what? what up? And it's like a nice restaurant. So it's just like funny how it's like our like local little spot and people go there for like really nice events. Anyway, so I got two really fancy little cocktails and it was fine. The staff was like, let's take shots. And we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. baby steps here. Like this is my first drink in months. <laughs> like let's, let's roll it back. And yeah, Jordan and Clay just had two drinks. So we kept it very responsible, very classy. And then afterwards, I maybe uh, did these like hyper intuitive stuff translated to me because we were driving home and I was like, guys, I think there's like a brand new rooftop bar downtown. And they were like, why do you think that? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know why that just came out of my mouth. Like I have no reason to believe that. And they were like, okay, well, where do you think it is? And I was like, I don't know, just take some laps around downtown. Clay's like driving. And he's like, what is this chick? Like, why do I even listen to what she says? And so I call the Peregrine, which is like this new hotel. And I was like, 
do you guys happen to have a rooftop bar upstairs? And they were like, yeah, we sure do. And uh, we were all like, what the heck? It's on like the eighth floor. Like it's an actual rooftop. Like, you know, how there's like little Ricky's in 1912, which are, like the second floor. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like those are like a patio extension. This was like a true <laughs> downtown, like eighth floor, I think, rooftop right next to the first national, like skyline views. Wow. It was so cool, super fun. Also shout out to Camille because she listens to the podcast and she's actually from Kansas City and she came up and introduced herself to me and was like, are you Allison? So I wanted to come say hi. So it was really cute. But yeah, that was a really in-depth analysis of my weekend, but it was a blast and it's just been going, going, going ever since then. And yeah, it was a blast. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Yay. I love that. That sounds so fun. It was. Needed that little pep in my step after the grind of the winter. And now you're back on the grind. Back on the summer grind. Yep. And we have College World Series coming up and unpopular opinion. Everyone's going to like blacklist me for this. I don't like the College World Series. <gasps> I'm going to blacklist I, you. What? I know. I said that to Jordan Michaela when we were at dinner last night and they were like, what? Please explain. That is a very unpopular opinion. Why would you say that? <laughs> if you're not from Omaha, Nebraska, you may not know, but the College World Series is like the biggest event every single year. It's the NCAA Division One baseball. So like college baseball's championship tournament. It's like the top eight teams in D1 baseball. They play all for like, what, three weeks, two weeks? Yeah. And you just get to go to all these baseball games. They're so fun. It's basically like having an MLB team in Omaha, yeah. Nebraska for like two weeks every summer. It's there's, there's the like bars. really good games, but I mean, Allison yeah. <laughs> might disagree. I love baseball, so I love it, but it is. What do you not like about it? I'm curious. I feel like we also need to add there's like beer gardens and there's like some outdoor like music shows and people get really into it. Yes. I just don't really have any good memories. Like I feel like I always run into all <laughs> these like hundreds of people and like a day and it's so overstimulating and you're like dripping sweat, getting sunburned. You're not hydrated. I don't like to eat meat or all that fried food. I'm not drinking anymore. Why would that be fun? It's loud. And I actually would like to sit, like when I go for the Father's Day game, love that. That is my perfect College World Series day, like me and my dad on the Sunday game. But when you go with your friends, everyone just like wants to walk around and like flex and like do the lap around like the top. It's so cringy. It's so, oh I can't. Wait, that's so true. That's so high school. I feel it like is. that's all I did in high school. I went to the College World Series. It's like walk around, yes. look for people from other <laughs> yeah. high schools. Oh my God. It's basically a chance for everyone in Omaha to like show off, I feel like. To They're be like, seen. To be seen. Yes. Oh and it's gosh. like sick, bro. You're at a baseball game and you're like trying to be seen. It's just, Wait, it's so now that you say that, I haven't been since I was in like college <laughs> though. I haven't been since it was still cool to walk around and like see everyone that's back in town for the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't been since like 2016. So maybe, maybe, maybe I need some really reevaluation. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Sorry for the But if you haven't been, you got to go once. If you're ever in Omaha in the summer, go check it out. Maybe you'll like it. Yeah, it's one of those things. Pop in. Pop in. Pop out. (laughs) Pop out. You're good. Pop to New York (laughs) while you're at it. Get some Zesto's ice cream. That's a classic. Everyone else's speak of the week. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to share your guys' speak of the week. Yeah, so we're going to do this every week. I'll put something on the We're Already Friends story, probably like Sunday. That way you guys have some time before we record for that coming week. And we'll just say first names. So if you tell us something like really personal. (laughs) You can say Anon too if you don't want us to say your name. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's good, right? Yeah. 
Cool. So I can start. I'm going to share Megan. She finished her spring semester with a 3.8 GPA in all of her online classes. You go, Megan. Good job. Oh, that's good. Online is hard. We love a smart queen. Smart queen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to read another one. Catherine just started her new internship in New York City. Congrats, Catherine. I know that you're so excited for that. She comes into New Wave, too. So very, very happy with her. I know how happy she was to get that. Well, I think with that, we can segue into today's topic. Do you want to explain kind of how we wanted to talk about this? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So we just keep handing the mic off back and forth to each other. I'm can like, you tell that we're, we're really like, struggling? Like, I feel like I'm brain dead today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can't get them every week. So someone had messaged me and was like, hi. Nope. Sorry. I don't know why I'm saying message me. I'm just the one that usually reads the DMs because Kara does the TikTok and I do the Instagram. So this girl messaged the already friends account and she said to us that she's loving it and being really inspired and was wondering if we could do something about travel and traveling on a budget because she has never really been anywhere like significant, I think probably maybe minus like family trips and wanted us to talk about how we've traveled like as females and how we've been able to afford traveling and maybe some of our favorite places. And Karen and I were like, yes, we definitely have to do this, but also this could be like a 10 part segment, like how obviously travel is so important to both Karen and I and encompassed so much of our lives the last like 10 years. So I think what we're going to definitely make this like an intro into travel. And then depending on your guys' feedback, we can split off and go in some other directions, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we just want to even just say how we got into travel because I feel like it can be intimidating going on your first trip or even figuring out where you want to go, even figuring out, yeah, money-wise how to do it. So we just wanted to break it down, talk about maybe our first trips, what made us fall in love with travel and just all our tips and tricks related to traveling. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I'm going to pull up the outline, which is when Karen and I make outlines, it's us FaceTiming in between running all over town and barely getting an outline done. So just for full disclosure. <laughs> just for full disclosure. And it's actually phone calls, no FaceTime. Yeah, because my phone, <laughs> the world knows, this is like me saying more unpopular opinions, but I also don't like FaceTime. And so my phone literally <laughs> doesn't let me FaceTime people. Like anytime Kara tries to FaceTime me, it like won't go. <laughs> it didn't work. It, I was like, okay, after the third time, I'm like, I'm just going to call her. It's fine. <laughs> but on the outline, we want to say... Our first trips and maybe how we both started traveling. So what was your first trip, Allison? <laughs> Allison, take it away. Okay, so... Take it away. I, my parents were both huge travelers. Like, they both studied abroad or lived in Europe at some points in time. My mom lived in like multiple different states. So I feel like growing up as a kid, we were always taking road trips and going to like Florida and Mexico and Puerto Rico, some cruises, but not really necessarily abroad abroad. Like I I do think Mexico and Puerto Rico, they're different countries, but you know, when you go to a resort, it basically feels like Florida. So though I'm very, very, very thankful that my parents took us on so many trips as kids, especially long road trips because because we got to see so much like Yellowstone, Colorado, South Dakota, like the whole Midwest area. We did a lot. So I was never really afraid of traveling in any way. Like I know that that's how a lot of people feel is they like don't know where to even start. So I don't know how much advice I can give on that side of things, but I did have to do a lot of research on my first abroad trip by myself. So at the summer after freshman year of college, I was like doing my finals and was like, no, this summer I'm going to go somewhere. I knew I wanted to do something different. I had even found a job posting. I don't even think I've ever told you this, Kara. 
for this bar in um, the Ozarks that was hiring like a boat dock girl. And so over April, my mom and I like drove down there to like meet the bar owners and try to find a place for me to live. Cause I was like, oh, I'll go do that for the summer. Like that would be so fun. I had heard mm-hmm. it was great money, but I could not everything. It was already April. So pretty much every single place was already rented for the whole summer. And so I was like, okay, well, we'll keep that on the back burner. And I started exploring some other ideas. And then it just hit me. I was like, wait, I should go do this like backpacking Europe thing. And this was years ago before Instagram was really a thing. And before backpacking Europe was something everyone did, it seemed like. So I didn't have anyone I knew that had done it and literally had to go like read actual books at the library. And I ended up borrowing a backpack from like a friend of a friend's sister and planned everything like a week in advance. And my parents were like happy for me, but of course hesitant because I was 19. And I remember I booked the flights like totally without their permission, like didn't tell anyone either, like only told my parents and sent a screenshot of it to my dad. And he was like, please come to my office right now. So I like, drove to the bank and he was like, okay, you have, there's two, two rules. One, I need to know where you're going to be staying every night. And two, don't go to um, Albania or maybe it was Turkey, wherever Taken was filmed. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, cool, easy enough. Like I, this is the go ahead. I can go. So they take me to the airport. I like get off the flight and I had absolutely nothing booked. Like not even, didn't even know what a hostel was, nothing. So the whole trip was just day by day. I started in Belgium because my great grandma was from Belgium. So I thought, yeah, why not? Good place to start. And then I just would meet someone that would tell me to go to some other place and would teach me something else. I ended up staying for three months. I could probably have a 10 part series on this entire trip. Like I went to music festivals. I met people from all over the world. I ended up working at a hostel in Croatia. I fell in love with Amsterdam on this trip. I've made lifelong friends. It truly changed everything about who I was. Like, I feel like there's a fine line of who I was before that trip and then who I was after. And if you guys know the thumb ring that I wear on my left hand, it's like that gold spiral literally in every Instagram post that I got on that trip. And this ring is like so special to me because I literally feel like it symbolizes like the spiral change of like who I was as a person. That's like so metaphoric, but yeah, I don't even know how to grasp that trip in words, but it taught Mm -hmm. me how to like make friends, how to learn different languages enough to even at least, you know, get directions and order meals. It taught me how to be on a budget, taught me how to get around a city, how to step out of my comfort zone. Oh my gosh. And I was so so hesitant to go back to school in Europe. You can stay 90 days, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, Just for like a travel visa. And so I literally was there 89 days. Like I, if it had been longer, I think I would still be in Europe because I was like, I'm not going home. Like the last four days I was there, I just pulled all nighters and I was like, I'm not leaving. No one can make me leave. And it's like, no, 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 you have to leave. (laughs) But I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, I just like, didn't want to go back to school. Didn't want to leave Europe. So the year following that was really, really hard for me to get grounded and be like, no, you're in school now. Focus on school. All I wanted to do was travel and be a nomad forever. And so then I even went back to Amsterdam two months later. And then I think we went to Switzerland for Christmas. I couldn't get enough. I truly think once you really start traveling and find the spots that really resonate with you or take a trip that like hits your soul, you're just going to be obsessed with traveling forever. Like, don't you feel Mm -hmm. like once you catch the travel bug, there's no going back? Yes. And I love that story. I think that's so fun. And how crazy that almost didn't even happen. Like Um, you could have been a boat girl. I could have been a boat doctor. And have a great summer in the Ozarks. (laughs) But 
Yeah, true. How freaking crazy. But yeah, I guess for me, exactly that. Like I caught the travel bug. I got to go to Europe in high school on like our high school trip. My high school plan on like a Euro trip and I got to go there. But I feel like it really hit me when I studied abroad. So I studied Spanish in college. I double majored in strategic communications, like advertising PR and Spanish. And so I got to earn like 12 credits by studying abroad over the summer and living with a host mom. So I lived in Spain and lived with a host mom, which we spoke Spanish 24 seven. Like I literally wasn't speaking English from, I don't mean, yeah, sunrise to sunset every single day, which became fluent. I literally became fluent at at the end of the summer, which was so cool. But I think that was when I really fell in love with travel because I got to see a place and it was Northern Spain. So it wasn't like Barcelona, it wasn't Madrid. It was like a smaller town in Northern Spain. And then I got to like talk to the people and like totally be immersed in the culture. And I feel like that even gave me like a love for language because I definitely loved Spanish before I got there but I feel like that experience like I would be alone walking on the streets and I would have to use my Spanish like and I feel like that was like the point where I was actually like realized how valuable learning another language was and how many doors are open when you can speak to other people it was just such a cool experience but getting to explore towns like Oviedo, Gijón, San Sebastián, like all these like cool small towns. Like I loved seeing a different side of the world, kind of on like a smaller scale too. Like I, I had friends that, you know, like Allison got to see all these different countries, but I don't even think it needs to be like seeing a million different countries. Even if it's just one country, I had such a great summer just like going on the bus and just picking a bus ticket. Literally we'd go to the bus stop and like find a different city on our day off. Oh, that's so cool. I know it was like so fun. All my friends that are studying abroad, if you're listening to this, Hello, friends. This was awesome. Like, we just go to the bus stop, pick a different beach town, and then just go. And then we'd get off the bus, and then we'd open up Google Maps and just, like, look where the water was and just walk toward the water. There's, like, no plans whatsoever. So, yeah, I mean, that was definitely my first trip. And then after that, I started traveling. Like, every spring break or every winter break, I wanted to go to a different country. Because, you know, in college, you get, like, two, three weeks off or even just for spring break, it's just a week. But I was like, no, I'm using these five days off. I'm going to Amsterdam. I'm going to Belgium. Like I definitely, ever since that study abroad point, I maximized all my time off so I could see other places because yeah, that bug bit me. (laughs) That bug bit hard. (laughs) It bit hard. Yeah. Um, But I guess... I guess like with that, I kind of want to say that's why I think it's so important to travel now is because you will not have the time later on. I don't know if you can agree with this. And I think we've kind of talked about this before, but like, I feel like when you're young, you have way more time to do stuff like this than every single year you're older. There's just like more responsibilities added on that you can't drop Mm -hmm. to just go do something like this. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. And one quote I really like, travel, your money will return, your time won't. And I think that's so huge because I can't even imagine how much money I have spent on traveling in my life, like tens and tens of thousands of dollars. And I don't regret a dollar that I've spent on that. And yeah, it is expensive, but it's really, you can't even put a price on how valuable those experiences and memories are that will make you who you are. And they'll give you so many new ideas. And even I saw on your Instagram stories recently, like like stores in Amsterdam that you're visiting have been giving you inspiration for your business now. Yeah, yeah. You never know when something's going to come full circle. Well, we can go next to Europe is like a good introductory place. Okay, so yeah, for both of us, Europe was like our really big first cultural immersive experience. Obviously right now with 
the whole situation. Europe could be a little tough, but also right now you could use the summer to save and go on that trip later. I definitely would love to do Southeast Asia at some point in time still. And I already did the three months in South America. So I guess I can't really, you could touch on Southeast Asia, but through and through, I think we would recommend Europe as like a first big trip like that. Yeah, because I think once you get over there, even if you don't speak another language, for the most part, everyone speaks English or they'll understand you. I don't think you'll have too tough of a time getting around if you're lost. You know, there's always going to be someone who will understand what you're saying. I mean, even with phones nowadays, you'll be fine. I just feel like it's the least barrier to entry for like, I don't know, a lot of things. Just, you know, like culture shock. You're not going to be like shocked. It's going to be really beautiful. (laughs) Everyone's fairly nice. Yeah. I just feel like it's different enough that it's amazing, but it's similar enough that you have comforts from home. Like it's still like the Western world. Like you can go and get a Starbucks if you want. You can go and buy new AirPod Pros if you want, or you can like go to some beautiful, amazing, tiny little town in France and sip wine for a month. You know, like you can have both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because once you start getting to like the other other places that we've been, you get uncomfortable, which is still fun. But like there's just like different types of travel, honestly. Yeah. And I don't think because like it's not like we started off going to Morocco. We like built up to doing that. And I think if you go to some of those more places, places where you got to be a little careful, you might be scarred out of the gate and then not want to travel as much. <laughs> yeah. So just keep your toes in. Yeah. Wait in, take it slow. And maybe we should even roll it back further from Europe is like something we were talking about is being a tourist in your own city for one. Like, let's say you had a friend coming into town. Imagine, like, pretend that you do. Where would you take them? Like, have you even uncovered all of the cool places in your own city? Right. And... I feel like if you even look up on Pinterest, your city, yeah. you'll find blog posts with places that you did not even know existed. I know I'm doing this for St. Louis. Bloggers will come into your town and have this outside perspective of like a city that you live in and find super cool restaurants or museums and stuff that you just have never thought to go to because I don't know, sometimes you don't think to go to a museum in your own town, but it could be really cool. Exactly. It might be world renowned. You don't even know. Yeah. And even... Like maybe if you live in a smaller town or a smaller city, there's so many big cities within a couple of hours. Like get up early on a Saturday Mm -hmm. morning, drive to the next big city and like do a little day trip with yourself. And I know that people are afraid to do things by themselves for like a whole myriad of reasons. Either you feel awkward, you're embarrassed, you feel unsafe. You might think that it would be boring. I can promise you it's the most liberating experience to go and do things by yourself. There are so many perks to traveling alone. You get to do whatever you want the whole time. You don't have to say, hey, babe, where would you like to eat? Oh, what do you want to do? Oh, do you want to sit in the corner while I try clothes on? Oh, you, you know, like, it's just so fun. You can, and it makes you, the day feel really long too, because you're not lingering and kind of talking doing it and Mm -hmm. it will build up your confidence. So maybe practice doing littler trips or things in your own city like that by yourself. And then once you feel really comfortable, then you can look towards, you know, leaving the country by yourself. Absolutely. I still need to leave the country by myself. I've only done one solo trip and it was like for two days. Where'd you go? Just a weekend in Madrid. Oh, that's great still. Yeah. Yeah. But you do a lot of stuff on your own. 
Like you go to coffee shops and yes. like littler things. Oh my gosh. I do like everything but myself here. Yeah, exactly. But I know for a lot of people, they're afraid to do like anything by themselves. Like I'll have girls that come to the store mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, this is like, I'm by myself and I feel so weird. I'm like, why? I literally do everything by myself. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. No one is paying attention. <laughs> hmm. If anything, I always think people that are doing things to themselves are like way cooler. Yeah. Especially when someone's eating by themselves and not looking at their phone. Facts. Yes. Literally last night, uh, our reservation at Moolah was at 8 p.m. And Moolah is like a very public restaurant in Omaha. And Jordan and Michaela didn't get there till 8.40. So I just sat in the restaurant by myself for like almost an hour. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to like sit on my phone the whole time. Just like look around. Be present. Yeah. I agree. And people didn't have phones mm-hmm. 15 years ago. And they, they all made it through. <laughs> <laughs> they did just fine. <laughs> but truly, I don't know. I could go on and on. I think we'll do a whole episode about solo travel and maybe get someone on mm-hmm. that's also really pro solo travel. So for now. We can give some good tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we want to also talk about budget. Yeah. How would you budget for a trip? I think getting a cheap flight and saving on accommodation are probably the biggest things to focus on. Mm-hmm. You have the cheap flight tips, so you go ahead with that. I always just go somewhere that has cheap flights. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay. I can relate. That's how we ended up in Columbia. Yeah. Because we were like, let's take a trip. And then we literally looked on Google Flights. We we're like, probably not FaceTime. And we were probably calling each other. <laughs> yeah, no FaceTime. <laughs> and we were like had never heard of Cartagena and there was like a cheap flight and we were both we were like I'm down you down or right, should we should we do it are we gonna do it all right we're doing it we did it <laughs> booked seven days yeah. later we left and it was amazing yeah I also think doing things a little last minute like that make it so fun because you don't have time like I didn't go and buy a bunch of clothes for this trip I didn't mm-hmm. overly prepare and being last minute you can save on the flights you can save on accommodation so much like the difference of being able to go on the trip or not go on the trip. And here's a big tip on cheaper flights. Even my dad, I was getting coffee with him yesterday and he was trying to go to the Dominican and he was like, yeah, the flights are just like $1,500. And I was like, you need to play the system. Like when we went to South America, I booked a round trip flight from Omaha to Miami and then a round trip flight from Miami to Columbia. Mm-hmm. So like if you, you know, if you're trying to get one, you say, Omaha to South America, it's going to be crazy expensive. But what if you get a flight Omaha to a big hub like Miami or Atlanta or Houston and then take a flight from that huge hub to the other place? You know? Yeah, that's a huge tip. I don't think people think of that. Oh, yeah. My St. Louis to Morocco flight was supposed to be $5,000. And it was St. No Louis way. to D.C. and then D.C. to Morocco. But if I just booked D.C. to Morocco, it was like $800. Yeah. Round trip. It's so what? silly. So obviously I've booked a one-way to D.C. Mm-hmm. And if you book it on the same airline, so say your flight to Morocco was on American from D.C., if you book American from St. Louis to D.C., if for any reason your flight was canceled or delayed, they are responsible for rebooking you once you get to D.C. to get to Morocco. Because, like, you know, if your flight, whatever, if there was, like, a jet problem and it just never took off and then you missed that D.C. flight, if it was a different airline, they have no responsibility to, like, help you out because, you know, it's not their fault that a different airline. But so if you if you get nervous about that kind of stuff, just make sure you book on the same airline. You'll be good. But yeah, That's isn't that crazy follow-up. how those prices are just so different like that? So different. Yeah, because I think we only paid $400 when Clay and I went to South America. I think it was like 120 to Miami and then like 200 down. Yeah. 
just, That's you can insane. save so much. And then our other big saving would definitely be hostels. Mm-hmm. I'm sure most people know what a hostel is now, but basically it's a hotel that's, I would almost say like college dorm style yes. for like young people. Most hostels have an age cap of like 35, not all of them. Mm-hmm. I would say hostelworld.com is like your go-to spot for booking them. And you it'll have like ratings from other travelers. It'll have photos. And if you book through Hostel World, then you have like some insurance with that as well. Mm-hmm. How many hostels do you think you've stayed in? Oh gosh. Um, at least 20, I would say. Right? Yeah. I've seen a lot. Yeah. It's honestly a hotel with a community, I feel like. And you get to meet mm-hmm. really cool, like-minded people. I can't imagine going to Europe without going in hostels. I feel like that's totally part of the experience. It's like meeting I agree. cool people and then going out with them or like going to restaurants with them. Going on walking tours with them. Yes. Yeah. A lot of times the hostels will have these events coordinated. Mm -hmm. Like they'll be working with a local tour guide or they'll be working with the local bars so that you can go in there and like get a discount and then everyone goes together. It really feels like college when you're staying at a hostel. Mm -hmm. And yes, you're, you're sleeping in a room with other people. So it's like usually a twin bunk bed. Sometimes there's four, six, eight, 12, 20 and the more beds in a room, like the cheaper it's going to be. I would say the sweet spot is like four to six beds, man. If you go over four to six beds in a room, it's a lot of a lot of sounds, a lot of people, a lot of different <laughs> hours. That's where it starts to not really be just that weird. Fun. I've done 12 before and that was just oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, actually it was fine. Yeah. I fell asleep. I'm a heavy sleeper. I woke up and it was just fine. But being a woman, you definitely should be careful too. Yeah, they do have some that are female only dorms. So yeah. even if the whole the hostel is a whole, of course will allow men and women, but some rooms it will say female dorm only. And there are private so rooms. Awesome. Like in my most recent travels, even in March, when me and McKenna and Brady went to Costa Rica, we stayed in hostel. We just got like a private four bed and it was basically like having a private, I mean, it's like having a hotel room, but just like a cool, big communal kitchen, big living room. Like there was a DJ, there's a pool, like, I don't know. It's just so fun. It's so fun. I love if it. If you, with the big trend of people traveling and working, some hostels do like an all access pass. So, you know, Selena hostels, we stayed in the one in mm-hmm. Cartagena, Colombia. They do like a monthly, I don't know how much you pay. Maybe it's like $600 or something. And then you can stay at any hostel the whole month and just work remote and travel South America, all that stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, they're really set up. That's that's super cool. And you can get a job at a hostel. So mm. when that could be a good way, if you have like a whole summer or a chunk of time. When I went on the Europe trip and went to Croatia, I was just staying at the hostel. And then they mentioned that they needed another person to like help there. And I was like, yes, I'm your girl. I will do it. Got paid, got to stay at the hostel for free, got paid, got all these discounts, did it for like a month. It was absolutely amazing. So my stepbrother, he just moved down to Hawaii and I was like, dude, you just got to stay at a hostel, like book your one-way flight to Hawaii, stay at a hostel and just ask around, see what you can do for them. Maybe you can take photos. Maybe you can do their website. Maybe you need to be a maid. Maybe you can help in reception. If they don't need help, book a week at the next hostel and just keep going because it's literally cheaper to stay at these hostels than probably how much rent you pay. If you think of, say you pay $800 in rent, that's like probably what, $30 a night. You can go and stay at a hostel for like $12 a night. 
you know? Yeah, that's insane. So if you think of your life can literally be cheaper if you're traveling. And that's why Clay and I did go to South America for so long because we lived for under $30 a day. That included transportation, accommodation, food, museums, activities, drinks, everything. And if you think of your regular life, probably spending more than $30. Right. So with that, so you get a cheap flight, And, you know, even some other resources that I didn't mention, Scott's Cheap Flights is my go-to email newsletter. Sign up. It's free. You can do the premium subscription, but they just email you when there are cheap flights, like ridiculously cheap flights. So that's how we got to go to Columbia. Where to stay, Hostel World. Those are really great prices. I'm trying to think, are there any like hotel deals? I don't ever really stay in hotels, so I can't really think of any. I mean, No, I don't do that either. Okay. So then with that eating, so I know you just said you guys spent $30 a day. How much emphasis do you put on eating out when you're traveling? Is it eating out every meal because you want to experience the culture or do you like do some making meals at home? Like, what do you think is a good balance? Yeah, that's hard. When I was researching it on, I think it was probably, I don't know, some blog, but they were like, if you're trying to budget, travel on a budget, you're just going to have to get over the fact that food is not absolutely everything. Like there is so much more to a city than food. And of course, food is like a lot of it. But like you just said, like, do you need to eat three meals out a day or could Mm -hmm. you grab a fruit, have a coffee like at the hostel, go out and about your day, maybe make like a quick sandwich and then go out for dinner? Like, do you really need to spend like $50 per meal every day? I've gotten into huge fights with people about this, like people that are like, no, food is the travel experience. And I'm like, I don't really... I don't care that much about food. I don't know. I didn't just fuel. Like I just need to like not be hangry. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Or maybe pick out like a couple places that you want to try at the destination that are, I don't know, you were on like your dream list or they're like the mm-hmm. spot in town and then like just get groceries for the rest of it. But it, I guess it just depends. Like whatever your thing that you're traveling for is maybe you're a museum person. Maybe you're a food person. Maybe for you, the hotel and the resort is your thing. Well then put all your emphasis on the category that you care the most about and then make the sacrifices in the other areas. That's such a good point. Absolutely. Do you track your expenses while you're traveling or is that something you do after? Ooh, this would be a good time to plug Splitwise. You showed me that app. It's called Splitwise. So helpful for traveling with either, even your like boyfriend, partner, girlfriend, friends. You put all your expenses in and then you say who paid for that thing. And at the end of the trip, it'll say who owes who what. It's amazing. Yeah. And then you can even see what you all spent the entire time. If you get the premium, I think it puts it in categories and you can see. But I mean, you can also just kind of tell yourself like what categories you spent the most in. But yeah, I think that's a really good way to budget, even though it's for, you know, getting paid back whenever you buy stuff. But it's such a good way to see how much you spent on food or like how much you spent on accommodations and stuff. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, that was a good M. I think that's how you did the blog post on how much we spent in Colombia too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go to my website, alisonwedig.com, under trips, I have all of my budgets on there. Yeah, I have like, when I travel, I do like a sheet, a Google sheet, and I budget accommodations and flights but then I kind of just free ball all the rest and then add it up at the end just because those two if you can nail those two and not spend that much then you have so much more wiggle room for the other stuff agreed and the other huge thing would be transportation while you're at that destination Mm -hmm. like I will do anything in my power to not have to take an uber Mm -hmm. I will walk miles and miles and miles and miles 
to avoid paying for Ubers or like they have bikes everywhere now. Why would you pay like $40 multiple times a day to Uber all over the city? Getting to know the city's public transportation will save you so much money. Yes, it might be a little complicated at first, but think of, take New York or Chicago. If you're going to take taxis or Ubers all over, that could end up being $500 by the end of your trip or learn how to use the subway, maybe in a cost $20. Ubers are so expensive. (laughs) You get to see the city so much better when you're on foot or on bike. You're like immersed when you're just like, Whipping around in a car, you don't even notice what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think that's just that's just all the more reason to stay in a hostel because they're usually centrally located. You can walk everywhere, and like those free walking tours that they do, are usually tip at the end, but they give you you know a good idea of the city. You can see how walkable everything is. Like I can't even think of a time where I, I Ubered in another country. Right? I feel like I just walk everywhere or bike or yeah, take public transport. Same. Those on the free walking tour note, that is a really good tip, especially in Europe. I love doing a free walking tour on the first day I get to a new city. Mm-hmm. Like start one off early in the morning. As Kara said, usually tip them at the end. I don't know, like 10 bucks, probably something like Whatever that. You can yeah. Do. And they're usually like two ish hours and they'll walk you to the main areas, give you a bunch of history, tell you the things to do. I feel like those are a great way to start off your time in a new city and then That way, the next following days, you like have context and you have your bearings and some background of like what the city is like. Yeah. I think I've gone on one in every major city in Europe and they're awesome. Yeah. They're called the Sandman. Sandman's is the main popular one. Yeah. It's like, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I've never heard of that. Wait, what is it? Oh, it's S-A-N-D-E. M-A-N-S. Oh, is that like a They're like the original walking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But- Even on Airbnb for like the United States, they have walking tours. No joke. On Saturday, I was trying to, this girl was interviewing me for the store. You know how there's like the long staircase outside for New Wave? Mm -hmm. This, my building is very historic. And there was a a lady giving a tour. Like there was probably like 20 people in her group and she was like shouting on like a microphone. (laughs) And I'm like up in the store and the girl was like, what is that? And I was like, I don't know. There's usually not these sounds coming from my street. And I go down and there's literally a guided tour in Omaha. I like didn't even know they did that. Oh my God. That's so cute. Right. <laughs> there's like all these old people with like, they're like clipboards and fanny packs. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. I'm sure I've done other thing on Airbnb. Like when we were in Mexico, um, we did like a chocolate making tour or class. Mm-hmm. I've done like a barista class that I found on Airbnb my gosh, I'm sure I could think of more. But Airbnb is a great resource, not just for finding places to stay, but for finding activities. Yeah, the experiences are really good. Yeah. That's awesome. So, God, there's so much. I know. Should we do some like do's and don'ts, things that we live by of travel? Yeah. Mostly a lot of these things I feel like are just things that you shouldn't forget. So do's of travel, mm-hmm. bring portable chargers. And maybe you can talk about this one. Why you think you should bring chargers, portable chargers? Oh, I mean, not having a charged phone when you're in a different country or even a new city is horrible. We're so reliant on our phones. I, you don't want to have your phone go dead. So I would just bring like two or three even. They're so cheap now. They're like mm-hmm. 10 bucks. Like if you think about the fact that a portable charger is $10 or if your phone dies and you get in a bad situation, that could end up costing you like 50 or 100. Just throw like a bunch of tiny portable chargers in your purse. Yeah. And- it will make your life so much easier. And then you can make all the cute content. You don't have to worry about like, I don't want to be the person who's doing maps because my phone's dead. Oh, wait, let's take the photos on your phone because my phone's dying. Like, 
just everyone get their phones all charged and it'll make everything way easier. Yes. Love that. Um, a safety kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was something that you said you use all the time. Yeah. Just like band-aids and hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's that thing when you get a hives reaction? Oh, Benadryl. Oh, do yeah. bring Benadryl <laughs> always. Actually, with this, bring like every medicine that you ever think you might need. I didn't bring any medicine to Morocco. And then we ended up needing like literally everything. Like anti-diarrhea, Advil, Benadryl. <laughs> like imagine you have the diarrhea, diarrhea and then you have to walk to a pharmacy and then you don't speak the language and you have to figure out how, the, how to tell them you have diarrhea. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like doing hand signals like poop coming out of your butt. <laughs> no, just bring it. Just bring it. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I literally always bring that kind of stuff. And then, of course, like the one time there's people on our trip that needed it. So don't be like us. Bring every medicine you think you might need, even some like emergency or some vitamins. Yes, definitely the vitamin C tablets because, you know, in your regular day, you're probably not exerting as much energy as you are when you're traveling. So your body's going to get tired and you're only there for a short amount of time. So you want to live it up. So make sure you're bringing like your vitamins and the emergency tablets and your comforts of home. Because if you're doing more, you need to be giving your body more. And even maybe some of those hydration packets, like I have Hydrant is one brand. I know Liquid IV is another one. You definitely get dehydrated just flying, but also, yeah, you might be walking all day. You forget to drink water. You definitely don't want to be dehydrated while you're traveling. Um, Another do we had pre-check or global entry. If you don't know what this is, it's where you get to cut the line at the airport. And I know for me, ever since I got global entry, my life has been so much better. I used to have horrible anxiety that I was going to miss my flights always. And I didn't even have to pay for this. My credit card paid for this. Um, A lot of credit cards, I don't know about a lot, but there are credit cards that will waive your pre-check or global entry fee for you. So definitely look into those before you get global entry or pre-check. It's so worth it. Yeah. When you had it and I didn't, I felt like a peasant. (laughs) Kara, like, she's like, well, I'll be through. Let me know when you get through. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Um, Another do, I would say, is truck truck stop showers. Ooh, yes. They saved Clay and I when we were on our road trips. So most of those just big truck stops, they'll have them in the back. Like there's usually a men's side, a women's side, and then like a family one. If you're traveling with either girlfriends that you feel comfortable showering with or your significant other, you don't have to both buy one. Oh. Like at first, Clayton, I thought that like he would have to buy one, I would have to buy one, and they would not let us go together. You can totally just go in the same room. These people, <laughs> the truck stops, do not care. <laughs> and it's like $10. Usually they'll supply all the towels I will say that the soap and like shampoo conditioner are not up to par. They're like basically just shitty foam hand soap. So do bring your own, I don't know, liquids, but, (laughs) and you know, maybe your own towel. I don't really know how thoroughly those get washed, but they do have them. I use them and maybe still like a pair of flip-flops because the floor is like, I don't know. It's It's a public shower. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I feel like they were so clean. They were so nice. You so hot, like you could be in there for like an hour and no one, no one was bothering you. They're very, very large. Yeah. I have think you that's ever a used great one? chip. No, I've never thought 
to do. I mean, I haven't really done a lot of road tripping. I used a shower in like the national parks, which is probably very similar. But no, I think that's a great tip. Yeah. And you can always ask if you're in a bind, like a motel or a hotel, if you could borrow their pool shower quickly. Like you just go in. When Clay and I were in Canada, well, to be fair, on this particular occasion, we didn't ask. We just went in and acted like we knew what we were doing. Went over to the pool area. That shower was closed. We found a door with an open room. And that was like, hadn't been cleaned by the maid yet. And we literally just showered. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Clay was like, I feel like I'm committing a crime. I got to go. He's like, I'm not doing it. And I was like, okay, well you can go stink in the car and I'm going to come out and be clean. And he was like, okay, fine. So he's quickly showered. We brought all of our own stuff and it was fine. No one questioned us. I'm dead. <laughs> all right. I don't know. Gotta if be can, resourceful. I can't condone. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's really fine. Give them a five-star review. Tell them how great they are. Yeah. Um, maybe <laughs> any other Jews before you are don'ts. <laughs> I feel like do be open-minded and be, I don't know, be a traveler. Not, isn't that what the phrase is? Like be a traveler, not a tourist. Yeah. And I, yeah. I feel like, like an experience. being a traveler, not a tourist means... I don't know, being someone who like blends in instead of someone who like comes into a different scenario, different culture and tries to, I don't know, act. I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say here? I'm trying to like word this right. Yeah. Being respectful of Mm -hmm. the culture. Oh my gosh. Can we say the story, not with names, but of the people? I think I've told you about this. So there's a particular group of influencers that went to Greece. I do actually really, really love these people. So this is not really a knock on them. But while they were or not knocking on them personally, just this particular behavior, when they were in the main square in Greece, they were like singing at the top of their lungs and dancing and flailing around and being a major, major nuisance. And this was on their stories. Like I didn't see it. And I messaged them and I was like, I just feel like that's so disrespectful. Like think about the couples that have saved for like 10 years on their, like, and they're maybe on their honeymoon. And this is like their one night in Santorini. And they're at this like nice square trying to have a dinner. And you guys are just being annoying Instagram girls screaming at the top of your lungs, like trying to get attention. Like that's just so disrespectful for all the other people trying to have an experience. Yeah. And you might be getting a quick laugh, but like. It's not cheap to go to Greece. It's really expensive. So yeah, yeah, I think just being respectful of, yeah, not even just like the culture, but just other travelers and other people. I don't know. I feel like that doesn't have to be said. And I feel like most people listening to this won't do this, but yeah. it's just a good reminder. <laughs> or even, you know, just like talking so loud in a restaurant and just being like, because I think it's normal when you're on vacation to like... I don't know, think that you're kind of tight and excited and like being extra loud or drunk and obnoxious, but like read the room. You lived in New York. <laughs> yeah. You lived in New York, you know, when tourists were like, how often were you just like trying to get to work? And there's just like tourists <laughs> ruining everything for you in your regular day to day life. Yeah. I think just be yeah. aware, be self-aware. <laughs> and if there's rules, like if you're supposed to dress modestly somewhere, even if other people aren't doing it, yeah. I feel like just do it. Like, I feel like that was a thing in Bali. Like if you go to the temples there, you'll see some people just like not 
putting on like not covering their shoulders and it's just like okay yeah you might not get yelled at but I don't know you're in like a holy sacred space like why do you care if you look cute on Instagram I don't know isn't like it cooler if you're like wearing like the cultural clothes I don't know people I definitely agree yeah that was a really good quote that you said yeah be a traveler not a tourist like and I think you will get a better experience if you're trying to like blend in more and have an authentic thing instead of trying to show off that you're different at that place she's different yeah <laughs> that, um, that was our preachy we'll do, like, i know that was preachy sorry but it's okay but i think it had to be said maybe we'll do some quick don'ts and then that was a lot of don'ts though oh wait that was okay that was do's oh i guess oh, it was don'ts do- though don't forget anywho okay i think that was good <laughs> whatever so i know we talked a lot about europe this episode and going really far and you're probably like, hello, Allison, Kara, um, a lot of these borders are closed because of COVID. Yes, you're right. So <laughs> we put together some places you could go, even if you can't travel far. For example, last summer, I had one of the best trips of my entire life. And it was just going to Utah and Wyoming and just like seeing the national parks, going to these cute stores, cute downtowns, like making a fun road trip just to different states in the U.S. can be such a rewarding experience. And just spending time in nature is always so, like, it's always so refreshing and so good for you. I agree. I really like the American Southwest. Mm-hmm. You guys could always go to Marfa and see what all the hype is about. Yeah. That's a great one. I really loved Santa Fe. Another good one is Cannon Beach. If you're up in the Pacific Northwest area, Cannon Beach is so cute. So dreamy. It's right outside of Portland. Anywhere else that's really coming to mind that you liked? Yeah, I mean, I think if you just honestly just go on Pinterest and type in road trip and then whatever region you want to find, Mm -hmm. you're going to find so many good itineraries and you can even build your own. I know like that's what we did for our Utah, Wyoming one. We specifically wanted to start in Denver and then we wanted to do Wyoming first, then go to Utah and back to Denver. And there wasn't a road trip like that. So we just built our own. So yeah, I think, I mean, there's literally so many resources online. Sedona is another great area. You could do the Northeast, like Maine, Vermont. Mm-hmm. I know I want to do that soon. Yeah. Yeah. Upstate New York was gorgeous. Yeah. Not what I thought New York would be like. Yeah. It's super pretty. I agree. I definitely like the idea of doing your own and maybe... This is just me being me, but I don't really like following what someone else did. Like Mm -hmm. I, if anything too, when I'm somewhere and people are like, go to this place, this, this, and this, I'm like, I want to find them myself. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm here. Like I want to find the road trip. I want to go find these little coffee shops. I want to make my own trip. Like that is all part of the experience for me that I think is so fun. And definitely not everyone loves doing it that way. So by all means, like Kara said, if you want to look up something on Pinterest, there's tons of resources, but I think that making your own could be just as satisfying and rewarding. And then it's it's you. It's what you wanted to do. Yeah. And I think with any plans you make, you should always leave wiggle room for things that locals will tell you to go to or go see. I always like leave room for yeah. recommendations that I'm going to get on the ground from people that I yes, meet there. I definitely feel like that that's literally the only way I travel mm-hmm. because you get to one place. If you, if you literally just find like, say one cute little local coffee shop, ask that barista, he'll tell you to go to this stop. And, and then you just keep going and going because all... I don't know. A lot of people will try to like respond on Instagram and it's like, go to this museum. And it's like, thank you. Yeah. I saw that on number one on TripAdvisor. I did notice that. Yeah. But it's like the people that actually live in a town 
are who's going to give the best recs, but you're not going to know that till you get there. Mm-hmm. So that was a good tip to leave room. Yeah, I'm just not a huge over planner. I like planning logistics, like maybe, okay, we're going to leave this day. It's going to take five hours to get there. I'm going to get there around like two. I like that kind of planning just because I don't want to be blindsided by how long a drive is or not realize something's this far. But I don't really plan like where I'm going to eat, like what mm-hmm. we're going to do. I like just free balling it. Same. Then you find that's the best why we spots. travel good together. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. <laughs> Remember when we were in um, Cartagena and we found that cute rooftop because we were just wandering around? Yes. And there was that guy like playing the something. Do you remember what I'm talking about? It was like on our last night. We watched the sunset and it was very trendy. And then afterwards we got those dessert things. Wait, wait. I was thinking a different rooftop. Which one was this one? Yeah, we went to a lot I was of rooftops thinking of that trip. The one with the pool where we snuck in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we got kicked yeah, out. Yeah. See, see, you be doing some sneaking in. I know that's so true. <laughs> yeah, they're like, um, this fool has like a fifty dollar day pass fee. I was like, oh, and we we're like, okay, goodbye. Never mind. We'll just go. So we'll just go to a different rooftop pool. Yeah, but no, it was like on our last night we walked around uh, like by the foundation, like the crumbling kind of stuff by the water. Oh, took those pictures, and then we were walking, and we looked up, and it was like just like a two story rooftop dinner and it was so cute it was right by our second airbnb and we had that tiny little airbnb oh, with the upstairs bedroom. Yes, 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 yes 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 that was so cute yeah we okay. really did just find that like looking up and it was literally the coolest spot in the whole city wow you're so right and that was not on any blogs i think it was brand new oh. i think that's probably why but yeah mm-hmm. just gotta keep your eyes peeled I was about to be crushed that you no, sorry. completely forgot about thinking, that memory. It's like my favorite memory. And you're like, I actually don't remember. No, I was thinking of like, <laughs> then when I was thinking of like when we got those drinks by the water, I don't even know. Anyways. Oh God, that was a long trip. That was so long. Okay. Well, I think we can wrap up pretty soon with you taking anything from this episode. I think it's just definitely trust the process. Let it like, let the trip take you where it's going to take you. I don't know. I think. The more you overplan, the more you're allowing yourself to be stressed when things go wrong. And I think that's just also the big thing with travel is just things are going to go wrong. You're going to lose mm-hmm. stuff. I think no one talks about that. Like when you travel, you're taking all your stuff like across the world. Like your things are going to break. Your luggage is going to get lost and you just can't let the minor inconveniences like get in your Ruin way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Split up your money would be a last tip that I have. I usually keep money, like, some in my purse, some in my pocket, and then some in my suitcase back at the place. Oh, yeah. Because that way, if you're, per- like, and I always do, like, one credit or debit card in each, too. That way, your purse, get- purse gets stolen, you still got two other credit cards and cash. Because that stuff happens. It's just going to happen. But it's part of the experience. <laughs> you live and you learn. And you'll get better at it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel so comfortable. I really think that you could just drop me out of an airplane anywhere in the world with absolutely nothing on my back. And I'd be fine. You figure it out. Yeah. Well, okay, so I guess we can wrap up. Where is the next place you want to go? You said Southeast Asia. I mean, maybe at some point, but not next. I don't want to go to Southeast Asia until I have, like, a lot of time, like mm-hmm. months. Yeah. You know? I just feel like it's so far around the world that you want to do it right. Mm-hmm. So do you remember two years ago I went to Merida? Mm-hmm. In Mexico? Yes. Okay. So personally, I don't even feel bad saying this, but like the resorts in Mexico, it's just like, just go to Florida. I mean, at that point, like to me, that is not even traveling. And I get a lot of people really like to just 
sit on the beach and never leave the resort. But to me, that is vacation. And mm-hmm. I think what Kara and I are talking about is traveling through like experience and adventure. Like I am not going to these trips to stay at a five-star resort and kick my feet up and feel like I'm in Florida. I don't know. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's totally what you said. It's vacation, yeah. which is sometimes you just need a vacation because traveling yeah. is a lot of like mental and like physical yes. work. Like you lost your voice. Yes, yeah. it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I am just someone who likes to travel for experience. So you'll never probably ever see me like kicked up at a resort. That literally sounds terrible. But Marita is absolutely like the opposite of Cancun. So Cancun is on like the east part of the Yucatan and Marita's up north on the top of it. And I cannot recommend Marita enough, like especially because you can go to Mexico right now. Marita is so affordable. It's so trendy. It's so cute. It's still like very authentic Mexico. It's only like an hour to the water. Um, There's like a cute little beach town. Oh my gosh. This hacienda that I stayed at two years ago was $38 a night. I had a whole courtyard, a pool, the whole hacienda house to myself with a rooftop patio, like walk-in shower, $38 a night. And since it's so close underneath Texas, my flight was like, I don't know, 350 round trip. Mm-hmm. And I just had, I, that was a solo trip, had the best time. I think I would actually really like to go back there this summer or winter because the first time I went, I did go on like, you know, the the guided tour, saw the main squares, the churches, whatever. And now this time, I think I'd like to go a little bit outside of the city to uh, like some of the smaller towns and have more of like a quaint experience. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm feeling. Or maybe Arizona, but I'm just really being called to Merida again. Yeah. Don't know how else to describe it. That's so cool. Where are you going? Next place I want to go. I definitely want to go to Turkey. Definitely want to do Cappadocia Mm. and see all the hot air balloons and stuff. That's yeah. definitely on my list. I would go with you for that. <gasps> Let's do it. That's been on my list for so long. I know. It looks so cool. The just, balloons. Just, and even yeah. Istanbul. I would love to see that part of Turkey as well. Yeah. It just seems like such a cool country. And you can go there now. It's been open. For like really? Months. It's been open since like the fall. So. Oh. All of a sudden. <laughs> All of a sudden. Already friends <laughs> takes turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so random. <laughs> Maybe we'll do an already friends trip there. Ooh. Okay, wait, I have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. So how I just said I already went to Merida, but like I want to go back. Do you struggle a lot with that too, where you like have these places that you love so much that you want to go back or are you always trying to go somewhere new? Hmm. I... I'm definitely always trying to go somewhere new, but I feel like there's nothing wrong with wanting to go back somewhere. Like I definitely went back to Spain after I lived there. Cause I don't know. I feel like there's also something really nice about going somewhere and just like knowing you're going to love it. And just like knowing that there's like more to see, because I feel like there's always more to see with somewhere. So even if you do go back, I feel like you're not going to have the same experience. And if you think you're going to have the same experience, you shouldn't go there. Cause you're just going to be disappointed. Like you can't really like relive really the, magic. the magic. Yeah. yeah. So, or do a different season. Cause I've been to mm-hmm. Amsterdam in all four seasons now. Yeah. And like, it's so different if you go over Christmas versus if you're going in the summer with the tulip festival, the spring, you know, like, yeah, very, very different. No, I think it's cool to see somewhere again and either, yeah, put a new perspective on it, go a different time. But yeah, I've been trying to go to new places just because there's so much to see. There is. It's a big old world out there. So to conclude, 
We have so much travel advice that, as Kara would say, we are paralyzed by how to even convey it. So I think we need your guys' feedback on how to move forward with our travel advice podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah, I think if you guys have any other topics that you want to hear, we would love to do that. And maybe we even find like a guest to bring on because both of us through traveling have met so many other people who travel for a living or have built online communities of like-minded travelers that we would love to have on. So let us know what kind of topics you guys are looking for, and hopefully we can bring you some more episodes in the future around that. Around our literal number one passion in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think just to wrap Thank up. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we hope you guys have the best vacations travels this summer hope you're all having a hot girl summer and getting out there and seeing the world living your best life yeah there's so much to see amazing okay thanks guys for listening we appreciate you yeah (laughs) all right we can wrap on that well thanks for listening to another episode i'll catch you guys next time bye bye Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We are doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway. Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and click five star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying about the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at we're already friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.